Hello and welcome back to Winds of Fortune. I'm R, your dungeon master. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Yes, Always ready. Always. Always. How ready? I'm ready. Very ready. How ready? Very ready. Big ready. Super ready. <gasps> Do you wanna? Do you wanna play D&D? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna play D&D. Let the adventure begin. We catch up with our party after travelling back from the township of Hindwick by Griffin through two days of excruciating tension between Icarus and Pandora with Maze caught in the middle of it Three days, that's us A couple of nights camping in the wilderness saw them stumbling across the ruins of an old temple where on watch, Pandora found herself chasing a glimpse of a unicorn through a dense forest A unicorn! The trio returned to Arx only to find for the first time the fortress gates were shut and they were forced to land their griffins on the bridge outside and hand over their weapons. Ushered inside, they found the fortress had been shrouded in an anti-magic ward to prevent any spell casting. And they were greeted by Orion, who had rushed to Arx after hearing that his father, Counselor Elishaw, had been attacked. It appeared that the same person who had cursed the griffin on the mountainside a few days earlier had cursed three more. Elishaw, the mercenary Lysander, and the tiefling girl Anya, who the party had rescued from slavers. To make the situation more complicated, they discovered their succubus acquaintance, Avra, had wreaked havoc of her own by disguising herself as Pandora and coaxing Lysander and Emery into a fight over her. <laughs> Questioning people throughout the fortress led the trio and Orion to another member of the Arxpilatus Council, Elion, who revealed he was responsible for cursing the Tiefling Anya, something he had done to avoid the consequences of his own curse, which caused his body to rot slowly over time. With Elion's help, the group uncovered his uncle hiding amongst the ranks of the Metacula, having come to Arxpilatus in an attempt to assassinate Elishaw in revenge for a contract he had rejected to take years earlier that would have saved Elion's family from their terrible fate. As it was all wrapped up, Pandora freed the victims from their curses and Orion confronted his father, calling a revote on his position in the council. Due to a history of poor decision-making, which had turned Orion into a tiefling in the first place. Mm. This call was backed up by his brother Lorien and by Ventus Fortune themselves. Ready to settle back into regular life at the fortress after a stressful few days, Maze received a letter from Michio in Vishima saying that the Oni Sato had found his way back to the island and was killing again, leaving Maze questioning whether to go home. Meanwhile, Anya sought out Icarus and Pandora, explaining that removing the curse had also returned her memories and that she knew who was responsible for what happened to her and where they were going to be. She said, his name is Klaus Mueller. It's been really nice. It's <laughs> on site once again. Sit down. Stay here. No. Klaus Mueller. Yes. Pandora just looks at Icarus. How do you know that name? He's a... Um, a pirate who's been gaining some notoriety in the Western Oceans and I was on his ship, captive. Do you, do you know where they were taking you? They were transporting me and some other live cargo towards the town of Palace. I think it's somewhere in the Western Marches. 
um, live cargo. Something in a, a huge crate. Something noisy. Do you remember where you came from before? I was living up on Black Glass Ridge. Didn't have much of a family there. I guess they just grabbed me. A crime of opportunity or something. Do we know anything about Palace? Um, what's there? Make a history check? Uh, 19? 13. Okay. I'd say you've, Pandora, you've heard the name Palace, but it feels insignificant enough that you don't know anything even about the yeah. area. What, what's in Palace? I don't really know. I know that they were there to do, they were heading there to do some business for a few days. I, I guess just a contact. Can you tell me anything about Niklaus Mueller? Any, anything at all? Any, anything you overheard or...? I didn't really see or speak to the guy much, just heard people talking about him, but uh, apparently he's desperately seeking something out. I don't know what. Something in Palace or elsewhere? No, elsewhere. I think this is just a stop on his journey. Do you know when they were due to be there? The ship was called the Good Fortune. It it'll probably be ahead of this area now, but if they're arriving in the next day or so, they should be there for a couple of days. If we're quick, we can get them before they leave. We. Oui. I don't want to stay here anymore, in this place. Right. My memory's still kind of hazy, but... I remember... someone using magic on me to make me forget something that I knew. Something about a, a betrayal, maybe, within the crew. And... Do you remember anything between losing your memory and ending up with the slavers? Being trapped inside a, a covered cart, being transported for days. Well, there's your lead that you've been looking for. I'm sorry this happened to you. I'm sure it's going to be okay now, I just... I'm angry. <laughs> That's understandable. So you're looking for this person as well? Yeah, I suppose I am. It's a contract on him, so I wanted to take it myself. Right. Then we should go there together. Okay. But I can't protect- I can't say that I will be able to protect you or look after you. I can 
try, but you don't have to worry about me. I'll, I'll look after myself. Thank you for telling me. It's the least I could do with how much you've helped me. You should rest up then. I'm gonna be leaving as soon as I can. Sure. Icarus is gonna turn on his heel and just walk out. As you do, you'll see Orion crossing the courtyard. He's like, there you are, I've been looking for you. The little three of you just disappeared earlier. <laughs> um, Pandora's in. They were talking to Anya, I think. Maze went to go read a letter in their room. You okay? You look kind of shaken. Yeah, that tiefling has got mentioned to Klaus. Oh. So we've got a lead that we need to pick up on quickly. Okay, we can do that. I'm going to prepare. Sure. I mean, I'm, I've got no reason to stay here unless I help you with this, so... I appreciate that. And the others? I don't know. Uh, Andrew is still in there. Um, I'll tell Maze, but... I don't know. Brian just puts a hand on your shoulder and squeezes it. It's like, I'm sure they'll come. One of us is. If not me, you can handle it. Sure. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go to tell Maze and get my stuff ready. I don't know when we can leave, but I wanna be ready to move at the slightest notice. Okay, well, maybe go and ask Mordecai. Maybe there's a teleportation circle closer to wherever you need to get. Sure, yeah, I'll go do that. Lots to do. And Damon, oh, should, oh fuck, okay. I'll see you around. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll message face, okay? Okay, sure. You just do what you need to do to repair. <laughs> and you can part ways and Orion will head further into the fortress, close enough that he can just ping a message to Maze <laughs> right into their head. Just, hey Maze, it's Orion. Uh, we got a lead on the Klaus. Um, I'll be right there. Head down to Mordecai. Okay. And they will. He will do the same, exact same message to Pandora. Tell her to head over to Mordecai. See you there. And the four of you can sort of converge once again at Mordecai's office. Uh, this sort of office set into the fortress itself. Hearth burning inside, bookshelves on the walls, and this really old wizened elf sat at his desk. He's like, ah! Back again, is it about the ring? Not quite. Uh, yes, kind of. Also a teleportation circle. Ah, leaving so soon again? Yeah, kind of a urgent business. Well, just let me know where you need to go and I'll see if I can find one close by. Pa sure. Palace. Palace. Hmm. Palace. He gets up in the seat and it's like, Stuffing his chin going over the bookshelf. I'll have a look, but I don't recall a circle anywhere close to that. And starts flicking through the books. You said you knew some more about the ring as well? Yes, I did. I um, As soon as the 
the ward dropped, I identified it. Okay, that's good to know. Um, pull some more books down and flicks through them. He's like, I'm not having any luck. Let's let's talk about the ring. <laughs> Takes it, goes over to his desk. <laughs> this is an item known as the Ring of the Dark Sun. Uh, cheery. It has a strong draw to those who are inclined to do bad things and an even stronger draw to those who aren't but have the potential. It resizes to the finger of whoever is holding it and once placed on a finger it can't be removed for a year. It's by some sort of curse removing spell. It seems to contain a telepathic link with its creator who have still not yet been able to determine. Oh, so the person that made it still around then? The personal deity. deity. It will try and take over the mind of the person wearing it, but if they manage to withhold that effect, they still can't remove the ring. It charms the user and those who act in any manner directly counter to the instructions they're given. It harms them. Yeah, we saw that with our own eyes. Nora slips her hand into her pocket to cling to the coin that Peshek put in there. Mm. You feel it once again sort of humming with energy. I think the thing that we really should do with this ring is find some way to contain it and bury it in the archives. Can it not be destroyed? Not by any magic that I know. Okay. Can you contain it, Elise? If you leave it with me, I should be able to find a way. Great. That is very comforting, though. Palace. Yes, I'm afraid I don't think there is a teleportation circle particularly close by. It doesn't matter, just closer than here. Gets out a big book of maps and lays it on the table and flicks through it. It's like, ah, here, and he finds Palace on the top of an old map. It's sort of like in the northernmost corner of the Western Marches, like right on the swampy marshland. Mm. And he essentially points out to you that there are teleportation circles of equidistant away from this thing. Cool. In this place, and it just. It doesn't make sense to teleport you somewhere else just to have to travel in anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably a better option if you just take Griffins. Okay, we can. I can do that. How long of a trek? Probably one night's camping. If the Griffins fly solidly. Great. Thank you. I'm sorry. I couldn't be more help. No, don't don't worry. It's. They can't expect you to always be able to do this. If there's anything else I can do for you, um, you had that fancy ring before to carry the griffins. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps I can recharge that for you. Yeah, in case of emergency, I guess. Get out the claw ring. He will channel a fifth level spell slot into the ring. Nice. So that when you want to, you can just 
yeah, hide the griffins in it. Yep. Alright, apart from that, good luck. Thank you. With whatever it is you need to do. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mordecai. Alright, I'm gonna sort of usher you back out of the of the area again. It's like no good, but it's fine. I will go and get a griffin and get ready. I'm not gonna ask you guys to come with me. You don't have to, I know you've got things to do. But I need to go sort this out. I mean, I'm coming with you. <laughs> and I, I feel kind of responsible for Anya. Sure. Great, settled, all of us then. Yeah, all of us, okay. I will still go and get the griffins ready then. Look, it's been a long day. Let's head out at first light. Okay. Yeah, no, I know you're right. You'll feel better once you slept, that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, fine, 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 fine. I'll see you first thing in the morning then. I'm gonna go speak to my brother about what I just did. <laughs> no worries. Thank you again. Enjoy your nights. You too. Thanks. All right, we'll head off. <sighs> okay, I guess I'll get the weapons ready in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so eager. <sighs> yeah, Anya got her memories back. Okay. Uh, she named the Klaus. Okay, so that's what the lead was. Yeah. So, I guess he's in this palace place? It should be soon. Okay. On a ship. It just doesn't sit right with me, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, hopefully this will be your truth. Hopefully. Isn't something I even th thought I'd ever have to deal with. <laughs> Things have a funny way of catching up with you. I guess. Um, I'm gonna go to the library. I'll see you guys in the morning. Sure. That's all we need, I think. Mm. She heads off. Okay. Is anyone doing anything for the night? Repacking, <laughs> looking over anything I can find about the palace area. Okay. And just like researching and trying to make sure that we're not going into this blind that now that I have to take time. Okay. Um, I'd say make an investigation check if you're going to like look up information in the library about the palace. Okay. That's a net one. <laughs> no. no. So, uh, no. I would say you can spend like an hour trying to find information about this town. Mm -hmm. I just... There's just nothing. <laughs> it's it's either so insignificant or like wiped out of the history books or something to that effect. You don't find palace anywhere. Scum town. <laughs> <sighs> Good. Glad about that. <laughs> then I will just keep... I will just start writing down like my own uh, thoughts on like how I can 
go about whatever we're trying to do, like trying to find him, like what would be the best course of action potentially to like try and take down pirates. Again, just trying to just work out the best course of action from anything he can do. <laughs> over and over and over, delete, like scrumbling up the paper, writing more out. Anyone else? Um, I was gonna do the same thing in the library. Oh, <laughs> well, well, I wonder if you could roll better. I don't know, like looking at like maps from different time periods, seeing if it's under any other names. I would say the two of you like do notice the other in the library, but sort of yeah, just like so they go down another shelf. Yeah. <laughs> would you look at this? I'm suddenly in the cooking aisle. <laughs> oh, I can't find anything on paddles. <laughs> yeah. And as well as that, trying to find anything else that there might be on the Ring of the Dark Sun. Okay. Roll an investigation here. For both, or like one for each separately? Roll one for Palace first. Okay. Palace. Uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Um, I couldn't find it because you found the book. For the one yeah. Book. <laughs> I, I did say would, I was going to the library. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that you find a very very slim pickings of information on the mm. town of Pallas. Um, mostly Pallas is known for its stories of the supernatural. Cool. Spooky. Um, like, there are a few sort of yieldy ghost stories in a, in a book that I guess the archivist might be able to point you in the direction of me like, I think I've heard the name of I think I've heard Palace written somewhere and point you towards the the, the fiction section eventually. <laughs> um, and then it's just marked down as an early settlement as they sort of expanded out of Erin to take over more areas in the Western Marches. That's all there is to read on it. Okay. <laughs> Nothing in the in the travel section. <laughs> um, and then I guess with the Black Sun Ring if Mordecai hasn't already gone through all of that stuff. Uh, 18? 18. Okay. There's much more to know. You don't find anything else about the ring, but you do find a little information on uh, the Church of the Dark Sun, mm -hmm. which was something that Mordecai told these two. Mm. Um, so you find essentially the same information about this being the sigil of the Church of the Dark Sun. Mm -hmm. These people who worshipped at this temple um, essentially didn't believe in maintaining connections to other people. They thought connections with other people made them weak. <laughs> um, people from the Church of the Dark Sun often trained as assassins and prayed for their spells at night. They didn't have a holy day and they wouldn't celebrate the date of their deity's ascension because they believe that doing so also honoured another deity who they refer to only as the harlot. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> you cheap whore! <laughs> well then. Um, okay. The Church of the Dark Sun were responsible for sacrifices, considered eclipses holy, um, and they had sort of a culture of ambition and not relying on other people and making contracts and deals with people that better served the church than it did the people they made them with. 
very savoury. <laughs> um, when she's done with all that, she's gonna sneak to the chamber, do the same thing, smash some more smells together, and considering what she's just read about the Dark Sun Church, like, everyone else does this and it does something for them, she's gonna try praying. Oh. She doesn't know who to, she's just like, I don't know. Interesting. Oh my god. Just did a bad thing. <laughs> okay. You clasp your hands together and not really knowing who you're reaching out to, feel yourself reaching out and trying to grasp at new power. And you hear a hot voice in your head. Just say, I'm watching. <laughs> And then you feel this surge of arcane energy like in your veins and you throw out the same two cantrips that you did the other day and you feel them merge together and you see this explosion of cold flame hit the back wall. <laughs> okay. She'll sit with that for a minute. Bath, you dirty! <laughs> Maze, what are you doing? I finished. Not turning into a whizlock, I'll tell you that! <laughs> I finished writing my letter to Michio. Mm -hmm. Essentially saying, yeah, I'm, I'm coming home. <laughs> oh! Um, I, I. I can't not deal with that. And then. We'll go to Mordecai and ask if he can cast Ascending to Peshek. I'd say he's probably met the guy, yeah. Like, yeah. And just say, like, um, he, he said he would secure a ship for us at some point. Can you ask if he would be able to get one to Vishima for me? Mordecai takes your message and... I imagine he, he uses sending scrolls instead of the spell itself, so like basically channels the magic into a piece of parchment yeah. and scribbles the message down and the same uh, and the response comes through onto the same piece of paper. Um, essentially saying, I figure it's best not to question you on why, of course I can arrange this. And then can you just thank him and tell him, don't worry about the Oni in the Western Hills. He's not there anymore. Mordecai looks like he was about to say, like, I'm not a messaging service. <laughs> but then you say, tell him he doesn't need to worry about the Oni, and he just sort of stops and is like, I will do that. <laughs> um, and sends a second scroll to that effect. This guy needs to charge. Like, yeah. He gets paid a lot by the magic self. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Then we'll just sort of go for a nice long walk around Oxford after to think about how to break this news. Oh. <laughs> and probably end up going and knocking on Icarus's door at some point in the evening. 
Icarus opens the door, you will just see so much paper all over the floor around his desk with like a candle lit and just so many scribbles and just crossed out and scribbles and crossed out and he's just like, hey. Hey. Busy. Yeah, just planning. You wanna come in? Yeah. Okay. You're really taking this plan of action quite seriously. Yeah. No, it, it's good to see. I just kind of like... You want to puzzle it all out. And every time we've... Back in Erin, I just felt like we could have done so much more if we'd stopped and thought. Just for a minute. Mm. I guess... Things came at us hard and fast and it was... Yeah. Hard to find the time. I was training for this. I should have been able to deal with all that, you know? Like, better. So, now I'm gonna make sure I can. Moving forward. Anyway, sorry. I've got a few plans for it, but it'll be fine. We can discuss that tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Can we talk? Sure. Thanks. They're gonna hug him first. Back. Real tight. And just step back. Steps back, squats down, reaches under his bed, pulls out two bottles of wine, stands back up and it's just one. You kind of feel like you need. I don't know this expression. Mm -hmm. Okay? Oh god. We're supposed to go to the Infinite Isles. Soon. Yeah? Yeah. I... don't think I can go with you. And I'm really sorry. But I've just found out that Sato's back on Vashima. He's just killing people with no care. That's that's my responsibility. And I made a promise to Daichi half a year ago that I haven't been able to keep yet. I asked you about your relationship with Cord the other night. Yeah. And when I got that news, I Tell her what I was meant to do. I, I, I'm meant to go home. And I'm gonna stick with you guys right up until the last minute, but... I'm gonna have to say goodbye soon. For now. Nods, puts the bottles of uh, like wine on his bed. I just turns around and hugs you again. Mm -hmm. And they just press their face right into his shoulder. And then like bring their chin up so it's next to his ear and just whisper like, Icarus, you're my best friend. You're my best friend too. I'm sorry I can't help you. 
I'm sorry, I can't help you. But man, Rashima don't know what's coming when you get back. Oh, I'm gonna slice and dice him. I know you will. You're gonna do great things, you know that, Maze? So are you. So is Pandora. Yeah. I should say sorry to her, but... I'm gonna sleep on that conversation. Yeah. It's been harder than everyone, I think. I'm gonna miss you. But you better keep in touch. Of course. Otherwise I will send so many storms your way. Well, as long as you tell me where to send the letters to. I can't just speak into people's heads like you guys can. I don't know, Mr. Paleo, Infinite Isles. <laughs> I don't know how that will work. Yeah, of course. Tell me where to post stuff and I'll post it. You just sit with me for a bit while I keep doing this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just big cuddle sits. <laughs> Jetpacks you while you work. Yay. <laughs> Best friend vibes for a while. <laughs> yeah. Devastating. Thank you. Honestly, if it just starts getting late, Mace is gonna be like, do you wanna just have a sleepover? Please. Okay. Spoons. <laughs> the two of you can curl up in your Chris's bed and spoon till the morning. The fellowship is breaking! <laughs> You'll make his new friends. <laughs> Spooky in your head, friends. The I was, second I was trying to pray to a god, man! <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> How many voices have you got, Pandora? Two of them. <laughs> they call me Pandora Two Voices. On account of the two voices. Was just out of interest, was that voice what I'd heard before or not? Yep. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Uh. Mm. It's none of my business. <laughs> it is! <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mm. The morning rolls around. And despite the revelations of last night, you two probably feel in a better mood for having had physical company in bed whilst you slept. Always makes people feel better. Just, mm. my god, the platonic cuddles these two share. Yep. <laughs> Cuddling up a storm. Normalize platonic yeah. cuddling. You can head down to the stables where Orion has gathered up Anya. You see that she's now dressed in like some basic leather armor over like a shirt and some breeches and long boots and has been given a short sword to defend herself with. Hi. She's like, Hi. Hi. Good to see you again. You're looking more chipper than the last time. Yeah, well, I'm feeling significantly better, okay. considering I can remember who I am and all that. Do you remember anything else overnight? Not really. There's... I could probably tell you the layout of the inside of the ship if it came to it, but... That might be helpful. 
we'll see when it comes to it. Yeah. Right, so get the griffin saddled up and let's get ready. Yeah. Great. Orion, you flying or are you hopping on a griffin? Oh, I, I brought Sparrow. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I don't want to make this journey myself. <laughs> Understandable. Gather all of our stuff up, rations, etc. <laughs> Sleeping stuff. Anya won't give you a choice, she's gonna ride with Pandora. Yeah. Yeah, that's Tracks. Good. More spooning. It's just like every second of spooning is a second savored. <laughs> just another little fight. May spoon me. <laughs> um, and then you take off from Arts again on your griffins and head sort of northwest towards Palace. Damon's not back yet, is he? Damon is not back yet, and you haven't heard anything from him. No! You can sort of, flying overhead as you leave Arcs for Largest, like, just be peering down yeah, towards the mountain keep, paths. Keeping an eye out for keep an eye out for this big red man. <laughs> it's now been four days Damn. since Heimlich. We've not heard anything from him. He did say he'd be a couple of days, but... Just leaving him to it if you went off. See, mm. <laughs> he's stewing. Yeah. Feels real bad, man. You fly off. The both me and were like, <laughs> the way your face just trembled. <laughs> uh, you fly off towards Palace, and this journey is going to take you probably two nights of campaign. Um, I won't make you roll survival checks this time. He knows. Um, he knows where he's going. Yeah, the you fly sort of non-stop through the day, finding a rough camp at night, sleeping your eight hours and getting straight back onto the Griffins. As and you're now knowing exactly what day it is, insists they're probably only going to be there for another day, Damn. and that you had to get there fast. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we stop, then I'll just be asking Anya like anything she remembers, anything she can tell us that would help, like tactically. And she tells you a little bit of information about the the Good Fortune. She tells you it was a a sloop ship. A sloop had a crew of about fourteen people, as far as she could tell. Um, they didn't seem to have any other people caged up on it, but they did have this this huge boxed-in cage that made scratching noises at night and made her very uncomfortable. Yeah, everything's worse at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Little holes in the front of it where some of the sailors would like feed scraps of meat through and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, She insists that was what they go into Palace to do business about. Dirty Palace business. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just making notes, like Mm -hmm. adding as much as he can to his like little plan of attack. Um, is anyone doing anything during those couple of days, flying in particular? Planning. <laughs> Planning. Keeping to ourselves, I think. Oh, trying to finish off any of those healing potions that I've been oh, making. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah? Um... Like, any spare time Maze has had, they've been doing, like, coding and working on potions. Yeah, I'd say you could probably have two lesser healing potions by now. Okie dokie. Whenever there's, like, time during the camping overnight and, like, during watches, Icarus would pull out like whetstone and just start sharpen his blades every mm-hmm. every chance he gets. Just like might as well, we'll pass the time. 
Tanya will ask you to spar with her when she practices with the short sword. She's not terrible with it. Okay. Um, she's definitely not advanced, <laughs> but she's decent enough. Okay. We'll better with a, yeah, better with a couple of nights of practice. Mm-hmm. She seems sort of elevated and excited to practice with the short sword. Um, although she definitely can't beat you. She seems sort of confident that she can protect herself. That's all we need. Sorry, love, I ain't protecting you. <laughs> <laughs> On the evening of your second night, you find yourselves reaching, like, it's like the very top sort of corner of the last dregs of the chaste that turn into the ocean. And below the griffins, you can see that the land here is swampy. Ew. And like sparse, no trees, just sort of like swamp reeds throughout it, Mm. little spits of land. And then you can see the faint sort of lantern lights of a town right on the shore of this swampy, swampy land. Point them out to the group, like the little lights. Is that where we're going? I assume so. It's the only place around that seems to have life. I mean, looking around, you can understand why they can't just put a uh, summoning circle in this. Oh, yeah, in the middle of the bar. Yeah, it's probably been 10 hours since you've seen any other semblance of villages or anything like that. This is really, really remote. Boy. <laughs> cool. Let's take the griffins down. Sure. You sort of circle and bring your three griffins down to a dry patch of what looks like it might have been road at some point mm-hmm. and land them there. Okay. <sighs> Good job, Apollo. Just walk in the rest of the way then. Yeah, probably safer. See if we can find an inn with the stables. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to leave no. Spear out in the street. Mm-mm. Just start hoofing it then. You take a walk down this track that looks like it was once a proper road, built of packed stone and dirt, long since falling apart. So it's grass filling the labyrinth of cracks and sand covering whatever's left of it. So if it's snaking through marshy, swampy bogland on either side of it, it's not quite wide enough to walk all of you in a group. Probably one of you leading a griffin mm-hmm. at a time. Fallen trees block parts of the path, like sort of rotten dead trees that have collapsed out of the bog. Others still continue to grow, their branches no longer prevented from growing into the stonework of the first few houses that you come across, houses on the outskirts of this settlement. You see they're all grey stone, all leaning over towards one another sort of almost like they've been built at an angle, creeping with vines and moss. The weather here is miserable. It was okay when you were flying, but as you come down to the ground, it's just drizzling constantly. Mm. Um, Unpleasant, soaking your clothes through within a matter of minutes. The buildings have wooden doors and windows which are so soaked with rain that they're rotting. There's dark patches of lichen in places, iron fixtures browning with age and rust, fungus growing out of them. The buildings are flanked by these creeping dead trees that are reaching for you as you move towards the town. These first few houses, are they inhabited? Or are they Doesn't dead? look like it. Huh. This is really fucking grim. <laughs> Bad place. You see a small flicker of lantern light 
further in along the track and you walk towards it with no other sort of marker as to where you might be going. On the other side of the street you see a damaged seawall and swampy water beyond that. Bubbles in the thick sort of like bog water. Smells a bit. Mm. And if you stare for too long, it feels like something is staring back out of the darkness. Oh, lovely. Shadows moving in the corners of your vision like wisps of smoke. Always just out of view. This place is lovely. We should come here on holiday more often. It's really charming, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't understand why the, you know, the tourism economy isn't thriving. It's, oh, especially at night. I'm sure it's quaint. You say there's someone at where this lamp is? Or? No, you can just okay. see, like, the very distant flicker oh, of a lantern. God. As you move towards it, the road splits. One track moves further into the town towards the flicker of light, and the other one snakes out towards the marshes that you can see when you were flying overhead. You can see that it disappears maybe 20, 30 foot down the track under what must be tidal water. Mm. So there's like a bit of the road sticking out and then it just disappears into the, into the water itself. Mm, bad. Even in the dark, you can see numerous makeshift grave markers sticking out of the shallow water at odd angles, almost like they've grown out of the ground. Mm-hmm. You got the, uh, the torch, uh, Dora? Yeah. Might she'll be worth getting it out. She'll pull the, um, the candle of the deep out and light okay. it. You light it up and you see immediately on the ground around you places where the stone road has just fallen away and sunk into the swamp itself. Um, and these big thick cracks with weeds growing out of them running all through the road. Some of them are small enough that you can imagine like mice could fit down them. Quaint. Was that the word you used? Yeah. Yeah. Quaint. Personality is what they say. <laughs> Harrowing is another word. <laughs> Who knows, maybe this isn't it. Let's hope. Find someone to ask. Yeah. Eventually, you reach the flickering light. The source of this is two iron lanterns hanging outside a dull-looking building. It doesn't look too different from the others. Unfriendly and crude with clay and stone pillars making up the outside of it. Windows pretty filthy, dark. However, there is a faint light coming from under the door and an old rotting wooden sign creaks in the slight wind, on which you can just about make out the image of two eels curled around a skull. Oh! <laughs> and flaky lettering, which reads, The Eels Meal Inn. <laughs> <laughs> this place is a nightmare! <laughs> the skid. This place leaning into it. <laughs> Despite appearances, you can hear sounds from inside, clinking of glasses. Oh my god. And the door is unlocked. To one side of the building, there is a very sad-looking stable that is completely unoccupied. Is there a window? You can move up to it. It's like so dusty that you basically can't see through it. You can sort of scrub at it with the end of your fist and peer in, and you can see a bar and someone behind it. An eel looks back at you. (laughs) (laughs) You're the meal. (laughs) Okay, I think there's actual people in there. Okay, well... It's got a stable, so this might be our best bet for the night. Yeah, let's just let's just find out if this is actually where we're meant to be before we pitch Stay up. Stay here for the night. Okay. Sure. Is this palace? Uh, we will open the door and like poke our heads in. Oh, okay. 
you poke your heads in through the worn wooden door and you look around this smoky tavern room with sort of a sense of unease settling over you as you notice there's no one else in here apart from the bartender. And there's this layer of tobacco smoke that's just sort of sitting around eye level as the bartender smokes from a pipe makes no no effort to acknowledge your presence as you enter. Seems to be busy scrubbing down the dirty countertop. Mm-hmm. The inside of his face is as dreary as it was on the outside. It's got candles hanging from beams on the upper floor and dusty cobweb covered pictures on the walls that you can't really make out what they're supposed to be of. As you step inside properly and the wind blows in, the innkeep finally looks up. He's a older looking man, looks like he's got some orc in in him, maybe some sea elf. He's got grey green skin and fronded ears and one jagged tusk coming out the side of his mouth. A huge scar on the other side as though a large fish hook had torn up his face. He's got <laughs> lank dark hair and simple clothes that look a little bit mouldy, matching the sort of damp and fetid atmosphere of his inn. Okay. He looks up and he's like... Does he come across as alive? <laughs> You know, sounds like, can I help you, travellers? Hey, is is this palace? This is the eel's meal. No, 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 the, the town. Is this palace? Uh, I suppose it is. You suppose? Uh, nobody's called it palace for a hundred years, but... What do they call it? Eel marsh. Uh, On account of the eels. Uh. But it is, it, it is palace, that's what it was called, right? Yeah, about a hundred years ago. Okay, that's all we needed, thank you. hundred years of eels. Do you, do you have rooms for people to stay in right now, or? Oh my god. No? <laughs> Takes a deep breath in. Looks at you. Taps a large hand on the bar, where you can see some fungal growth sort of growing out of the front of it. Mm. Says, there's not much room at the inn. <laughs> you get a lot of travellers room? <laughs> no. Right, he's standing behind you, just hand on his face, just trying not to look at anything. <laughs> Can we get some rooms and also use the stables? I told you there's not much room. It's one copper a night each. Okay, great. And another for the stables. Fine. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. There are four of us. No, five. Five. Five of us. Okay. They're all single occupancy rooms. Great. Thank you. Name's Abraham Bilge, by the way. Thank you, Abraham Bilge. I'm Icarus. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Staring into this man's eyes. <laughs> do I get the impression? that he bathes or washes his hands or like has any sort of self-preservation or is he just a dirty joke man? <laughs> <laughs> he... He looks like he may be bathed this week. Okay. Relatable. Is, is there much point in this place? <laughs> he... He looks like he's significantly happier to have interacted with you. Okay. <laughs> is he one with the mushrooms? <laughs> He's fine, he's just an old innkeeper in a town where no one comes to the inn. Okay. Has been working on that joke for weeks. 
Yeah. <laughs> Cultivating the mushrooms specifically. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't get a single joke, a single laugh. <laughs> He's just like... Assholes. <laughs> Great, thank you. Uh, been travelling long? Yeah, about two days. Yeah. So we could use just the... Good night's sleep. I'm just gonna give him a gold. Yes. His eyes sort of light up like he hasn't seen a gold coin ever. Oh God. Flick. Catch it, it's like... Thank you kindly. Let's consider it done for however long we need to be here for. Thank you, thank you kindly. Sort of looks like he looks around himself, like gets a little chest out from under the, the bar and unlocks it and puts the gold coin in it. When he pulls it out, I just immediately turn away like, oh, he doesn't want us to see this. <laughs> uh, as we're doing that, I like whisper to Icarus like, if there's breakfast included, we just eat the rations. Yeah, we just eat the rations. We, um, <clears throat> we don't usually offer food or drink at this time of night, but if there's anything you need, oh, I, th- I can cook it up for you. Don't worry about yourself. We've got very special diets. Yeah, I think I'd like to just go to bed. Yeah. Okay, mm. um, room keys, and he gives you each like a small iron key that looks sort of antique. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, just up the stairs on the left. Um, you, you'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 And don't, don't go outside. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, or... <laughs> <laughs> just don't go outside. When it's dark. Why? The wraiths will get you. There's wraiths? Huh. Yeah. I thought you said there were eels. Well, yeah, there's eels as well. You gotta worry about them. You've got a lot of things to worry about here, huh? So eels in the daytime and wraiths at night. Well, you see. Oh my. People sink into the silt. Mm hmm. Swallowed by the ground. Mm hmm. But they never leave us here in Eel Marsh. Swamp ghosts. Just be careful. You don't want to disappear under the tidal water. Has anyone else stopped in recently? Like just in the town in general? Like any ships come in or passed or. Ships? Yeah. You're talking about the shipwreck? An intact ship, but. What? A wreck? When? A couple of days ago. Ran aground overnight, no one really saw what happened. Because we don't go out at night. On the count of the raids? Yes. Okay. But it's out there in the swamp. Just sat there? Where? Did, did anyone come off it? I didn't really know. I didn't really know. Because it happened at night. Yeah, that's when the wraiths are out. Maybe you want to talk to the Coast Guard or... Sure, we can do that. Where are they? In, right now, no, we're in bed, sleep. It's night. On <laughs> <laughs> <Wraiths are out. laughs> right, okay. <sighs> we will ask for directions to them in the morning then, if that's okay? Yeah. Okay. Sleep well. Thanks, will do. Mm-hmm. Head upstairs to our rooms. And she gets to the top of the stairs and just like, I didn't like that guy. No. I don't feel like we should be alone in our rooms. Like, do we want to like bunk? Have a pair and a trio. I'm gonna unlock my door to see what is actually on offer in these rooms. 
Okay, you open up the bedroom door. The rooms are rough and small. Doesn't really look like there'd be space for two people to sleep in one of these. Got Got basic furniture that looks as though it's been repaired a few times. The bedding looks threadbare. The curtains nearly non-existent for how raggedy they are. Mm-hmm. And most of the room is taken up by a single cot. And then like a dresser with a bowl of water on it. And there isn't enough room to roll out a bedroll for someone else to sleep on the ground. Mm-hmm. Just lean down the top of the stairs. Just You weren't joking about not much room, huh? I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have appreciated a laugh anyway. I'm sorry, it was a long day. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just try and get some sleep. Yeah. We can. I, I might push the dresser in front of the door. Yeah. Seems like the innkeeper's a real fun guy. I'm going to bed. (laughs) You are on the thinnest of ice. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Be on the light style, push dresser in front of the door. (laughs) Yep. We'll we'll roll bedroll on top of beds. Yes. Yes. You can unroll all of your bedrolls, put them on top of the mattress. No bed bugs. You lay down and you think, yeah, that was probably a good idea. Pull your own covers over the top. Sheets mouldy. <laughs> Bad. You, from the like, the musty smell in these rooms, you get the feeling nobody's stayed at this inn for quite a long time. Or well, they just haven't bothered to clean. What's the point? <laughs> but despite that, you find yourselves getting to sleep anyway. Icarus. Hello. Ooh. Around 2 a.m. Yes. You find yourself being roused out of sleep by a sending message. Oh. Hey, Paul. Sorry it's late. Just wanted to tell you that I'm okay. Miss you all. You have no idea how good it is to hear your voice. We miss you too. Stay safe. After a moment, a second one comes through. I will. Back before you know it. Just out of interest, did you dream? No, nothing from me, and I haven't heard anything from the others' rooms either. Keep in touch. With the sending necklace used, it's the last you hear. You find yourself glancing out of the window, the moonlight falling over the marsh now. Pretty sure you see something silvery flitting around over the water and squinting as you peer out what looks like a very distant shape of a wrecked ship. Hmm. Leaning out of the window, Icarus is going to just take a moment. Well, Lady Cord, I don't know what fate has in store for me. I don't know what this is leading me to, 
or what you expect from me. But if there's just one thing you could do, look after my friends, keep Damon safe, Dora, Maze, Ryan. Just look after them. And then just goes to bed. The morning rolls around again. And a beautiful golden light pours in through the windows, flooding across the rooms and making them look almost nice. Hmm. Has you this ever happened here? <laughs> you glance out of the dirty glass and you see how the light reflects off the shallow waters of the marsh across all of the buildings making the sad and the sad and sagging shapes of the houses here look homely and almost idyllic what? people move through the overgrown streets with obvious happiness about their persons okay. chatting to one another as they go smiling and laughing with children and dogs playing around their feet people carrying the early morning catch worth of fish loads of laundry. Did we teleport in our sleep? Yeah. <laughs> can I see the ship clearly in the daytime now? You can see it. You can see what looks like the bow of a ship sort of at a strange angle sticking out of the marsh. Mm-hmm. And Icarus, you wake up with inspiration. Oh! Oh! Soft! Oh! Lady Cordelite. How are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, rolled for it. You got 96. So. Nice! Oh. Holy shit! <laughs> she listening. You all rouse like this, looking out the windows, sort of lifting the glass pane up and looking out onto the street and seeing that this place looks unnervingly alive and happy, mm. like any other town. Poking our heads out the windows, noticing each other poking their heads out the windows, shaking our heads like, huh? Huh? Orion's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How far away does the ship look? Um, like a mile across the waters, you can see now that the tide has been going out and where the path you saw last night disappeared into the water, there's now sort of a a damp and slightly boggy path that crosses from here over to the marshes. Boggy. Boggy. Okay. Huh. See you all downstairs? Rations for breakfast. Rations for breakfast. I feel like we should eat in our rooms. Oh, so not to be rude? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sink back into the room. <laughs> Everyone can have a portion of rations for breakfast and then head downstairs. And when you do, you reach the main tavern room of the eel's meal and you see that it's bustling with fishermen having their breakfast off sort of like tin plates. Like fresh fish catches and beans and eggs. Just passing one of them and just quietly like, hey, how's the food here? Oh, it's really good. Absolutely fantastic. I want to go to the bar. Abraham's <laughs> <laughs> like, morning, friend. Morning. Uh, I just wanted to order some food. Absolutely. Great. I'll have whatever that guy over there is having. That's our breakfast special. Perfect. Right. Mary, another breakfast special. <laughs> Just take a seat away for you guys. <laughs> Apparently the food's great. 
there's so many people here. This is a different place in the daytime. Uh, yeah. I mean, the wraiths are not out, so. I guess. Just the eels. Just the eels to be afraid of. You see this woman come out of the kitchen with your breakfast. Um, um, half elf, probably in her late 50s, early 60s. Looks pretty weather worn. Deep brown skin, busty and very plump. Um, she's wearing a big apron tied around her waist. And she's got like a sort of like fabric bonnet over her hair. She comes out with your tin plate of fresh breakfast. Um, you see, again, a piece of fish, some beans, some fried eggs, some chopped up potatoes, mm. some slices of something you don't recognise. What's this? That's eel. Eel. Oh, do you, great. Do you do like grilled eel for breakfast? We can do. Can I have some grilled eel, please? Absolutely. You're new in town. Yeah, we arrived last night. She looks over at the three tieflings. <laughs> just <laughs> with sort of like crazed look in her eye of just curiosity and shock. Why is she looking at us like that? Uh, I don't... Yeah, we, we arrived all together last night. Mm-hmm. Right. Just... Fantastic. Thanks. Wonderful to have newcomers in town. Mm-hmm. We're just visiting. Do you know anything about the uh, the shipwreck? About oh, a mouse sighting. Oh, great. <laughs> Pulls up a stool. Great. God. Sits her ass down. She's looking at three tieflings, a triton and human, just like... What? <laughs> What's the sort of clientele of the area, like, the ratio going on here? Yeah. Um, looking around the tavern, you can see a human, a human, a halfling, maybe a, a human. <laughs> maybe a human. Yeah, a couple of half-elves. And a human. It, it's very bland in terms of... Mm, it's white bread. Yeah. I'll just nudge Pandora and just point this out, just like... Don't think they get many people like you around here. No. Right, so the chef sits herself down and introduces herself. My name is Mary, but you can call me Mama Kraken. Oh, I will. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Put some eel on my fork and just. Yeah, my, my breakfast has just been ignored <laughs> because we're gossiping now. <laughs> so that ship that came in. Yeah, ran aground in the middle of the night a couple of nights ago. No storm or anything. No. Did you uh, did you see anything? Any of the people that came off it, or apparently there were a couple of survivors. What what happened with them? They've disappeared somewhere into the town, but they weren't doing too hot. No. Mm, no. Well, in what way? Well, <laughs> ever since that ship went down, people have been getting sick in the Marsh. Sick. Very very rapidly sick. Oh, what kind of sick? Oh, it's like, it's a disease like people are withering away. No, like, handprints? Yeah, like any, like, weird handprints on people. And bruises. I, I, I don't know anything about that. You'd have to speak to Constance Stubbs. <laughs> I, would, I would be delighted to speak to Constance Stubbs. Where, where do we find Constance? Uh, where would she be this time of day? Hey Bill, where would Constance be this time of day? You see this old, tall and bony thin fisherman sitting at the other end of the tavern. 
looks like he's in his late 60s, sort of wiry beard and hair, most of which is coming out of his ears. <laughs> he's like, Constant stops. <laughs> Where would Constance be this time of day? That is what that, we're asking. That's the question. Constance, probably up at the fish market this time of day. She's an initiate of Evandra, oh. the fishmonger. Do you have a, a do you have a a temple to Evandra? No. No temples here. Okay. No temples here. Oh, that's the old ruins over on the marsh, but... Okay, uh, can you point us in the direction of the fish market? Yeah, of course, just follow on down the road, you'll smell it. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Bill. No problem. <laughs> Turning back to the gossip... Mama Kraken. Mama Kraken. Uh, do you know why the ship was wrecked? Like, did the... Well, that's the thing, nobody knows. Does anyone check that out, or...? Uh, well, you see, a couple of the guard went over there, the Coast Guard. They come back sick as well. Hmm. Where are the Coast Guard, so we can speak to them as well? Oh, you'll find them probably guarding the path out to the marshes. Okay, why? But we don't want anyone going over there when they're getting sick. Oh, I suppose not. No. Right. Not. In the tracks. Hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much for your help. You know, the sickness was bound to happen at some point. Why? Why would... What makes you say that? Please elaborate. That's the curse of Eelmarsh, isn't it? Is it? All those lost souls in the bog. Oh, the wraiths. Yeah. Wraith sickness. God save this wretched place. We are abandoned now. I don't think everyone seems pretty, pretty yeah, happy. Yeah, did you just what do you know about Eel Marsh? It just needs a bit of a wash. <coughs> it was called Palace a hundred years ago. <laughs> if you scrub these windows, this place would be great. No. No? <laughs> if you maybe got rid of the counter mushrooms? Your marsh is sinking. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Sinking right down into the bog. So it used to be bigger than this? Yeah. People having to abandon their houses. That explains. As the, the floors just drop away. Mm-hmm. Why do people still live here then? People can't just up and leave their homes like that. Who's going to pay for that? Erin, they abandoned us. But the people already up and left their homes when they sank. Well, they sank, didn't they? I'm... I'm just saying people have already left. Left this plane. Oh, oh right. The wraiths. So you'd rather wait... Uh, you'd rather wait and sink than... than go elsewhere. It's best we can hope for, isn't it? Is there, is there something about this place that makes people want to stay so much? It's just that nothing really matters that much, does it? Okay. Anyway, still got probably a century till the last house is gone. I do like an optimist. Mm. Yeah. Glass half full. Yeah. Enjoy the fish market. 
Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for the breakfast as well, it was real good. Breakfast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it to go. Ryan's just like, that was an experience. Um, Anya, do you know, would you have any idea why people would be getting sick from something on the ship? I don't know. Wasn't like something that maybe if it hit the water it would react and... No, definitely nothing that I knew of like that. And, like, I don't know if you'll have looked out your window this morning, but can you tell if that's the ship you were on? Not from this distance, but... Mm. We can go check it out. I mean, look at this place, the likelihood that it's another ship is... Yeah. Seems very slim. This place is so... strange. Yeah. But hey, fish market. And hey! <laughs> hey, eels! I mean, it's not the easiest to get in and out of this place, so maybe Nikolaus is here somewhere. I'm stuck. Stuck. Stuck in the mud. Huh. I'm really excited about my fantasy eel meal. <laughs> in a little take-out box. A little take-out box. You have brought grilled eel. In, in a, newspaper. In newspaper, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wrapped them in a cone so it's like an eel ice cream. God, I wish I had some eel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Unagi don is so tasty. You can finish up your breakfast and you can head out to the fish market. Oh yeah. And was it good? Yes, it was pretty damn good. Yeah. You guys missed out, that was actually a really good breakfast. <laughs> As you do, you see just maybe like 30 yards back in the other direction where the road split. Mm -hmm to, they must be the coast guards, they're wearing like tabards in green and yellow and mm -hmm. standing sentinel at this at the front of this path. Um, so there's them to sort of to your left and mm -hmm. to your right. There really is no missing the fish market. It's a way off, but the stench is just blowing in the wind mm -hmm. towards you. You can see sort of colorful flags and market stalls. Shall we do the fish market first? Cause we gotta go back this way anyway to get to the path. Sure. We might as well get information before we head off and yeah. start investigating ourselves. Exactly. Just in case there is something dangerous. Mm -hmm. So we'll head back oh, down towards the fish market then. Mm -hmm. Keeping an eye out for people that don't really fit the like the area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyone who looks suspicious. Sus. Make a perception check. All or just one? Um, let's say everybody. Ooh, crit, 28. 16. 7. Okay. Um, so, you two, you don't see anything particularly out of the ordinary. People here wear this sort of same, slightly sad and threadbare clothing, but in this bright sunlight, looks quite aesthetically pleasing. Suits <laughs> um, the area. Yeah, and they have kind of like colourful scarves tied around their waists or up in their hair, mm -hmm. and they seem to be making the best of a bad place. This place is kind of nice in the daytime, huh? Uh, I guess you could call it nice. It's it's better than I thought it was going to be last night when we arrived. Mm -hmm. Maze, you see down an alleyway as you're walking towards the fish market. Someone, you catch a glimpse of chainmail hmm. on someone, which compared to everyone else here, I mean, even the Coast Guard weren't wearing armor. Mm -hmm. um, they're sort of leaning down and talking to a man who's sitting on the ground. Um, look, sort of trampy kind of man sitting on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, you can't hear what they're saying. They're down an alleyway, but he sort of nods, talks to the man, 
hands him something and then just walks off up the alleyway. Just kind of stop and nudge, nudge these guys like, there was, there's a guy in like proper armor down there talking to that guy. Seems a bit out of place. Okay, let's go check it out. Yeah. It's, armor does sound weird in there. Mm. Well, even the guards aren't wearing armor. Yeah. Sorry, I just had such an image of just me, like, <laughs> with the, um, with the eel. <laughs> with the eel, just <laughs> gone. <laughs> the fish juice giving them concentration. It's good for your brain. Omega-3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we will go down that little alleyway then. Just have a little snoop. You head down there, the guy in the chainmail is long gone, sort of twisting through the back streets of mm-hmm. Ilmarsh, but you do see this grizzled-looking human man, dark hair, very few teeth. Um, he has a crutch laying beside him and has one leg. <laughs> He's sort of sitting here on a, on the remnants of what was once a stool. <laughs> and you see him tucking some gold like into his cloak. Well, lots of gold. It'll probably be silver and copper pieces, yeah. but like a handful of them. Hello, sir. What do you want? Do you know who that guy was? What's it matter to you? Uh, he just looks a bit overdressed for this area. We're looking for people who don't quite fit in. Why? You don't quite fit in. We're aware. We're just trying to make sure that nobody dangerous is around here. Alright. So do you know him? No. Why do you give you money then? Look at me. Who wouldn't? You guys were talking back and forth. Did you discuss something or did you give him information? He's being charitable. Do I believe him? (laughs) (laughs) If we were more charitable, would you talk to us about it? Maybe. How about gold? How about a platinum? He straightens up, grabs his crutch, and pushes himself up for it. Standing sort of the stump of his one leg dangling. He's like, I could probably give you information for a platinum. Do tell. I will just twiddle a platinum between my fingers to show that I have the goods. Love having money in D&D. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was Barnaby. Barnaby. Of the bruisers. Who or what are the bruisers? They ensure there's enough food going around here in Eelmarsh. Hmm. So. Is there or not? What's going on with that then? Well, we're cut off from all major civilization. No trade coming in and out of here except via the bruisers. What about the fish market? It's fish, isn't it? You try living on fish every single day. I did. (laughs) Fish are pretty tasty. Saying that when you've had it for 40 straight years. Okay, you got it, you got that. What what kind of trade did the bruisers bring in and out? All sorts. Word has it they do business further north, places like Riven. Plenty of connections. Hmm. Okay. Would they deal in 
live cargo. Sort of leans on the crutch and holds a hand out for the coin. Are you going to answer her question? When you give it over. I don't look like I can run away, do I? True. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> do I believe him? <laughs> oh, roll an inside check. Natural 20, 26. No. <laughs> I've wasted a natural 20. <laughs> Listen, we're not cops. We're not. What's a cop? Oh my god. Okay. We're not the guard. We're not the guard. We're not here to sell anyone out or take anyone in. We're just trying to find information about the ship that crashed. Hmm. Okay. I'll tell you where they hang out. Okay. Old mansion, just up the hill, behind the town. Okay. Okay. Got a door guard. Got a password. What's the password? Sharp as a swordfish. <sighs> okay. He ain't gonna ask for it. You gotta work it into a sentence. Can do. Otherwise, he's just going to send you away. Oh, I guess we'll keep our wits as sharp as a swordfish. It's just shutting off. Don't want you. <laughs> I gave you a platinum. <laughs> I called you sir. What you should call me is one like John. I didn't know what your name was. <laughs> I didn't ask. Very, very impolite. Didn't even ask about my leg. I didn't think you'd want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, uh, do you want to share? Lost it to a shark attack. Do I believe? <laughs> a marsh shark? <laughs> <laughs> 20, not natural. No. <laughs> wow, a shark. Uh, like, he's kind of wearing like shorts. <laughs> and just, just sort of like, medicine checking the what is left of the wound it looks like maybe he lost it to gangrene okay shark. 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 Okay. Shark. okay incredible well thank you for the information thank you for the platinum you're welcome so intense <laughs> yeah leave it on tramp b huh? okay i mean i wasn't gonna call you that John, but uh, I'll be on my way. <laughs> he watches you as you go. Have a good day, sir. I will watch him as we leave. Don't want to drive. <laughs> as you get to the end of the alley, he just starts shuffling off away from where he was sat. There he goes. Off he goes, one like a John. <laughs> this place is like wild. We will head to the fish, fish market. market. Okay. Looking for constant stubs. What are you doing to look for constant stubs? Asking who is constant stubs. Who looks like a fish seller. Mm -hmm. And just ask. Yeah, you, they can direct you, uh, point you over towards another a fish seller. Everything here is fish Like They're selling nothing else at the market except fish, fishing nets, fishing hooks, fishing lines. They really saturated the market here, huh? So there like, like every single sign says catch of the day. <laughs> it's only like dried fish that would keep for a bit. No. Damn it. 
Just fish. Just Gotta fish. dry your own fish. Um, everybody just made me like a, a nature check as well. Oh no. Oh dear. Oh no, I don't like that. 23. 12. Um, Pandora, you probably know this from where you grew up, mm. being right, right on the coast. Yeah. Fish markets shouldn't smell if it's fresh. No. No. Mm. <laughs> this smells so bad. This is really not. Um, fresh fish shouldn't smell like that. <laughs> Anya's just like hiding in her shell behind you. She's valid. As we sort of pass various market stores, does it look like it's not quite catch of the day, but catch of last week? It looks like some of it's catch of the day. Mm. But there's just on top of catch of yeah, last there's week. Like, yeah, there's like far too much fish caught here, not nearly enough people to be buying fish. Mm. Why don't they just sail along to the next town or something to sell this stuff instead of just trying to... What next town? What next town? Yeah, I mean, then we didn't see anything, did we? No, I guess not, but... It was just not catch that many fish. I just can't imagine staying here, you know? It just feels like a complete waste of your life. Especially like it's sinking. It feels like they kind of lost hope. Yeah. Mm. Given up on having anything better, you know? Yeah. Kind of sad. Anyway, let's try hey. and find this Constance Stubbs. Yeah, you, you can be pointed over to one of the other stools uh, where you see a halfling. She's got, like, brown hair, sort of a pinched and nervous look on her face there's, there's there's no one coming up to that stall or most of the stalls to be honest um but she sort of lights up as she sees you coming her way you see that she's wearing a simple tulavandra around her neck and it's like good morning good morning uh constance yes that's me uh nice to meet you i'm icarus uh, pleasure to meet you icarus uh we're here to ask you about the sailors from the shipwreck who might be ill I I don't know about the sailors, but I, I, I've been tending to the wounds and the illnesses of the Coast Guard. Okay. Anything you can tell us about that would be great. Well, what is there to say, really? The five guards went up to the shipwreck, um, and four came back. Um, all of them quite unwell. What happened to the fifth? They said that they were attacked when they were out there. By what? Did they manage to see? They didn't see. And they all started getting sick by the first evening they'd returned. And worsening overnight. Um, one of them was fairly badly injured and didn't last the first night. And she sort of leans forward over the stall, looks around to make sure nobody's really listening. And then something really strange happened. Yeah? Mm -hmm. He turned into some kind of monster. What, what kind of monster? Wait, once he had died or that's what killed him? I said, it's hard to get the facts straight. His his wife, um, he attacked once he turned, said that they were just getting ready for bed and he looked like he was doing really, really badly. And then the next thing she knew, he was mutating. Uh, uh, 
into this huge red-skinned <laughs> creature with long claws and well, a, a thick head as wide as his body. Oh. Does that sound like anything we would have studied at Delphos? Or? Uh, I won't make you roll. Nothing at all. Damn. Mm. <sighs> Where are the rest of the guards? Each of them are in their homes. We don't have any sort of medical facility here. Did that guy have any sort of injuries that were differing from the others, or...? It... It looks like all of them were scratched or clawed by something. His were no different, although maybe a bit deeper. Okay. Okay. Can you tell us where they live so we can go and see them ourselves? Yes, absolutely. I can take you there. That would be wonderful. Thank you. The... the monster... I don't really want to call him that, but... Colin. <laughs> Colin? <laughs> Colin, um... Attacked his family and skipped town. That's... that's really tragic. That's awful. Are his... how are his family now? They... They're okay. I've tended to their wounds. They don't seem to be getting sick. Like the others, okay. really similar weird. wounds, but no, no withering. They, they look like they're fading away, like someone does of old age. Oh, okay. Um, I definitely like to take a look at this. Yeah, same. Sure. I'm not really gonna question your desire to help. We're so desperate. No worries. Just hmm. lead, lead the way. Constant sort of hands the running of the stool over to someone else and comes out from behind it like taking off her fish apron. Fish apron. Um, she's wearing not quite clerical robes, they're like initiate robes you would probably recognise underneath. <laughs> um, and very small, three foot, <laughs> leading you through the town towards some of the, the lean-to houses. Uh, she takes you to the first house and she tells you it's the house of someone by the name of Gail Webb who was one of the Coast Guards, um, opens the door and is like, Gail, I brought some people who would like to help you. You hear like a quiet, uh, from upstairs. She's like, we'd best just hurry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go in and see what we can do. So like, Ryan and Anya probably stayed at the market to ask around a little bit more. Nice. For information. Cool. Bless them. Um, and she leads you upstairs and you see this like older woman maybe in her 40s um, stretched out in a bed looking like skin sunken eyes really like dark circles underneath them and extremely pale like someone sort of on their deathbed of sickness shivering clammy and just laying in bed barely able to move Gail these these three lovely people have come to take a look over you and see if they can help. She, <laughs> she sort of blinks her eyes open vaguely towards you. They look a little misty, distant, and then just close them again. Okay. Right off the bat, does this look any similarity to the curse that we had at Oxfordatus? Not at all. Okay. okay. Um, very, very different. Where the word withering probably 
it brought yeah. those connotations to head. It doesn't look like necrotic. Doesn't look like they're rotting. Just aging. Not even aging. Just like when someone's at the end of an extended sickness is just mm-hmm. really close to the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clammy and gross and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just reach out and take her hand. And just. Hi, we're just here to help you, okay? Mm. See what we can do. Yeah. Um. <sighs> casting. Holding her hand. Casting lesser restoration. Yeah. You channel lesser restoration. Sort of. This warm, divine energy passes between your palm and over her arm. As it does, like sort of slowly enshroud her body, you see her withering skin sort of start to plump up again. Mm. Dark circles under her eyes fading away mm. as the disease clears. Hell yeah! Mm. She's sort of <sighs> great, still sort of clammy and shaky, but eyes open now and sort of actually looking at you properly. You should be able to heal heal now. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. We heard that you were attacked while you were out there. Yes. Can you show us where? Like, if you were bitten or scratched or... Constance is like, go ahead, Gail. And Gail will sort of pull the covers back and show you, like, the back of her calves on her legs have, like, slash marks across them. Um, it looks like Constance has tried to do her best to heal them magically, mm-hmm. but you can see these four wide slash marks, sort of far bigger than a human hand, uh-huh. maybe three times the size. Are they like quite deep or more surface level? Or? Um, with the healing, it's hard to tell what they would have originally looked like, mm. but the scarring that's left looks pretty deep. Okay. Okay. Does they look like? Any like burns on the skin, like it was a poison or an acid or like a mega medicine chip. Come in. Come on. <sighs> Natural one. Oh no. Got proficiency in medicine as well. Damn it, that's See. a seven. Probably then impossible to tell mm. from the healing that's already been done. Okay. And what can you tell us about when you went there and what you saw? Or what attacked you? Yeah. Well, I didn't really see anything. The first thing I knew, I saw one of the other guards head around the shipwreck. And the next thing I knew, he had letting out a blood-curdling scream, raced around there, trying not to step in the bog, and found him there's no nice word for it. Eviscerated. Slashed open like the back of my leg. Whenever it was, moved fast. But it seemed to be in the shipwreck. Right, okay. Thank you for that. Um, we should probably get moving to try and help the rest of your friends. Thank you. I, I can't, if there's anything we can do for you, as thanks. No, it's not needed. Yeah, just, really, we're just after information. Just rest up, okay? You'll have my eternal gratitude. 
Thank you. As soon as you're out of the room again, Constance is like, you were amazing. Thank you, it's just a healing spell. Yeah, but far more advanced than any healing I can do. You'll get there. Will you take us to the next person? I can do that. Um, maybe we should take a look at them before you heal them up. Sure. See what we're actually dealing with. Okay. She can take you to two more people. Mm -hmm. Let's say the same situation. You'd be able to cast lesser restoration and cure that disease. Two. Beforehand, make another medicine check on their wounds before you heal them. Can we all make a medicine check? Just to see if any of One us can... One person with advantage? Yeah. You. Oh my god. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Um... It doesn't look like... It basically, it doesn't look like there's any poison secreted into the wound. No acid. It looks like a, as brutal as a sword slash. Mm. Um, and it looks like there's sort of nothing else at work there. It's not arcane in any fashion. Does it look at all as though that is where the disease came from? Like the slash marks or like whether it was just like exposure to the creature in some other way or like a gas they breathed in or something like that? Um, or is that just like not not able to tell that. Yeah, it's impossible to discern it, apart from the fact that these slashes across people's limbs are the only thing they have in common. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll just keep healing and ask, asking the same questions, probably getting the same answers. Getting the same answers. Yeah. Feels like nobody really saw anything. One of them tells you that they think they saw a huge creature. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, something more. Just the one. Or multiple? Just the one. Okay. I mean, Anya did say they had something. Something locked up. So whatever it is, is probably escaped when the ship went down. That was my first thought too. Mm. Okay, well let's go find Anya and Orion, see what they found out, if anything. Yeah. And keep an eye out still for anyone that might be on that, from that ship. Yeah, I'll keep my eyes peeled. I've been keeping my eyes, actually I have been keeping my eyes peeled for Klaus. Klaus? I would say you haven't seen anyone to that effect mm -hmm. as you move around town. In fact, you haven't seen anyone else who doesn't look like they're just a member of the townsfolk here. Um, you can head back to the market and speak, find Orion and Anya again. Um, they tell you that they've learned the bruises seem to be a local gang who don't really care much for the authority of the few members of the Coast Guard who still hang around here in Eomarsh. People don't seem to consider them inherently bad people. Mm. Um, they're kind of protecting the citizens and providing for the town and doing a bunch of shady business on the side. Nice. Which everyone here kind of turns a blind eye to because they're like, we don't care. We haven't got much else going on. We've got fish. And Orion's just like, oh, the people here. Mm. So nihilistic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They kind of just accepted that this is the best they're going to get, huh? Yeah, they just found out they they don't really care about anything. They don't care about themselves. Everybody's terrified of ghosts. Um, and no one wants to leave, even though they're sinking. Maybe 30 people in the last year have sunk into the mud and died that way. And 
They're, okay. There's just nothing. Okay. As far as I can tell, they don't even have enough money to consider leaving this place. So they've just accepted their lot. So do we want to go to the ship or go to see the bruisers? I was going to say, is there anything you think we can get from the bruisers information-wise? Maybe we should just try the ship. Yeah, yeah. let's try the ship. Because like, I guess it would be nice to talk to them because... They know May- stuff, but... They know stuff. Maybe they've run into the sailors, but let's check out the shipwreck first. Yeah. Okay. You head back along the sort of sea wall road, um, and by this point it's getting towards afternoon. You see the water level starting to rise again, but you can still about see the path. Um, but as you get there, these two members of the Coast Guard are like, Halt! Where do you think you're going? I'm gonna go and check out the shipwreck. Absolutely not. This way is closed. I can walk around you. This road is closed. Besides, the tide will be in within half an hour. You'll never get across. Okay. Well, when can we get across? Like, oh, we are equipped to deal with whatever's out there. I don't care how equipped you are. We're from the Brotherhood of the Griffin. I don't know what that is. Great. It means nothing here. I'll just have your types just walking in and breaking the rules. Okay. Well, we're from a group of mercenaries. We're here to help the town. This guy's already healed half the people who were injured on the attack at the shipwreck. We just want to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else. Well, there's no reason you need to go out there. <laughs> Only people who have been getting sick have been going out there. So no, you're not passing. Okay. Well... Great. Is there anyone in charge of you two that we can talk to? Turn around and leave, please. I I would like to speak to the manager. (laughs) This conversation is done. Thank you. Okay. I thought I was just going to storm away. Well... Worth. Yeah. I guess they're just trying to protect people. Yeah. They don't need to protect us. That's what we're here for. We're here to protect them. You can't protect people from something if you don't deal with the threat. And it's just like quietly from that. Maybe they think we're one of those bruiser types. Show up here wearing fancy armor and carrying weapons. So should we go talk to the bruisers, do you think? Or should we try and find another way over the... The bruisers sound like underhand sort of people. Maybe they have another way. I was going to say, because even just flying here at night, it didn't really look like there was many options. I might have another way. How? No, I don't know. I need to think on it. I mean, it's water, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can walk on that. Okay. That's an option? That's an option. Just putting it out there. Okay. Good to know. Let's go see these bruiser people, if we can find them. Mansion on the top of the hill. Mansion on the top of the hill. Sounds good to me. Okay. I can do it on up to ten people, so... (laughs) Alright, clap the hand on your shoulder is like... That ability is not going away. 
I know, I just, uh, I hate being told no by people that are like that, you know? <laughs> like what? <laughs> just like that. Like so far up their own asses about it. And just no, not even willing to discuss. They're just doing their jobs. That's why I asked who told them to do the job, so we could try and reason with them. Gods. Come on. Yeah. It's not hard to find your way through the town. Out the other side, it's a small town. The only thing you really have to look out for is the houses which are really leaning over. Yeah. You notice that the land under them is really swampy and you have to avoid it and pick around it. Um, but before long, you found your way out of like the back end of Eel Marsh, away from the water, and you see this hill with a huge grey stone mansion. It appears to be crumbling just as much as the rest of the town. Although it looks like it's been largely reinforced in many places as you approach. You can see wooden beams holding up the walls and chains in other places. And all in all it looks like the mansion itself has basically been chained down to keep it from getting up and walking away. But that's how many chains and straps and wooden beams are like hammered into the outside. God. Monster house. Monster house. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. At one end a tree is growing right through the roof. Oof. Like all the branches like sticking out the top of a hole in the roof. Nature is healing. We have the virus. Ooh, London would charge 750 quid for that room. You're right. Well, this is homey. Quaint, I think, is the word. <laughs> You're not going to let that die, are you? No. <laughs> is there a front door? There is. You can make your way up towards the front door. As you do, and you're just like, can I hang back a bit? This is kind of intimidating. And we'll look after you, you know. I know I was saying that we couldn't, but I was just in a mood. But you'll be safe. You sure? Yeah. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you, okay? Okay. Just stick close. Yeah. Thanks. No worries. There's a single guard posted at the door. It's an old wooden double door. He's sat on an old stool. You have to have a halberd sort of lent up against nice. the door itself. Halberd. Human guy, maybe in his late 40s, dirty blonde hair and several scars. He just sort of is playing cards with himself as you approach. And just like looks up at you and it's like. Yeah, can you help me? Um, I cut my finger on something. Whatever it was was as sharp as a swordfish. Of course. You should be able to get help inside. Great. Huh. And he just sort of knocks on the door and pushes it open. Go ahead. <laughs> just goes back to the cards. <laughs> In we go. Orion's like, nice. <laughs> you step in. Inside is in considerably better shape than the outside. Kept clean and in fairly decent condition. It looks like the mansion probably once belonged to like a local noble family. Yeah. Old portraits and ornaments still dotted around as you move through the entrance hall. Although everything worth money appears to have been removed. <laughs> yeah, valid. Um, as you head in, like the entrance hall leads into a brief corridor and then into another larger hall. And in here, you see sitting around a round table on some sort of mismatched furniture that's obviously been collected up from around the mansion itself. An elf, a dwarf, a couple of humans. 
one of them seem, looks like the guy that you saw earlier in the street mm-hmm. in the chainmail. Steve Buscemi's there. <laughs> I guess Steve Buscemi's there. <laughs> um, and they look up from what they're doing and just sort of take the group of you in. One of them in the chainmail stands up. The human. He's like, Who are you? One legged John told us about this place. Huh. What can I do for you? We're interested in the shipwreck. Yeah. Why is that then? Well, we heard that people were getting sick if they went out there, and we figured we'd deal with what was making them sick. Huh. Well, you got my interest. Do you know anything about it? No, but the sailors probably do. Where are they? We've got them in one of the back rooms. Nice. You captured them or just keeping them safe? Protecting them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not very well. Are they sick as well? Yeah. Hmm. You think he's through? I can heal them. I've healed people in the village. Sure. He leads you through. You learn that his name is Sydney. <laughs> With an S or a C? Yes. Nice. <laughs> With um, a Y or an I? S I D N E Y. Sydney. Sydney leads you through the back. Um, he looks like he's probably in his early 30s. Slight rough looking guy, but seems friendly and chipper enough. Just still Robin Hood. Robin yeah, Hood yeah. Group, basically. It leads you to like a parlour at the back of the mansion. Um, this one still has like a bit of carpet down and thick heavy curtains which have been drawn across. Um, as you come in you see that there are two people laid out on furniture, like sort of a table that's been laid out with a bay roll on it, makeshift beds essentially. Um, a An older human man with wispy grey hair um, who you can see clearly he's only got one eye, there's like a really nasty scar through the other one. And a half-orc woman with grey skin and a shaved head. Several piercings down her left ear, most of her right ear missing. Um, and some sort of burn scarring on one arm and old tattoos on the other. Both of them in a terrible, sick state, just like the townsfolk had been. So just the two of them? Just the two of them, yeah. Out of interest, yeah. Do I recognise either of them? Uh, you do not. Okay. But you do recognise a feral statin style of dress hmm. on the man. Okay. Not say anything, but turn and look at Anya. See if she recognises anyone. You make an inside check. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, she clearly recognises them, and she looks quite shocked. Okay. Won't say anything yet. Okay. This is them, but they're not really in a state to talk. That's okay. Uh, is it just us, these two people, and this guy now? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me a little while to uh, heal them. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind just leaving the room for a little bit. I promise, I'm not going to try and hurt them. I just... It's going to take a little while. Make a persuasion check. 
he looks on at you like confused and concerned. Oh, damn it, nine. That was so close to a 20. I don't mind waiting. Okay. Um, Anya, are you okay considering these people? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Do you want to stand at the back? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll just step to the back with Anya. Yeah, and she comes with you. Make sure that she's pat pat. So wringing her hands a little bit. Gives you a nervous smile. Um, just looking over these two, do they look like they've got the same sort of sickness as the other people we've seen in the town? Yes. Okay. Just like, st- still got that in my head of the dude who turned into a monster. Mm-hmm. It's like, these two let's look- not forget that. Almost completely gone. I'd say. Considering you heard that the ship was wrecked a couple of nights ago, these two look in far worse condition than the ones who were in town. Okay. Like, is there anything different about them, like, aside from being further gone? Like, I don't know. Not really. Okay. Gotta take a seat next to the guy in the feral step mm-hmm. outfit. Just lay a hand on his forehead. And just cast because I've used all my second level spell slots and casting it at third level, just cast okay. a restoration on him. Sure. As before, the same divine energy passes through his body. Takes a moment longer considering how far along the disease is, but he perks up, slowly starts to blink like his one eye, and look up at you. Really confused. <laughs> Who are you? I've got some questions for you regarding the Klaus Mueller. Give me a sec. (laughs) (laughs) Where am I? Sydney's like, you did make it here, but I guess the state you're in, you probably don't remember this is the mansion. The meeting point. And he's like, right, right. Blinks again. Looks around the group. Looks over towards Anya. It's like, Anya? And you see that she's just like, hi, Gregor. There's something you want to tell us? Uh, and he's like, I'm so happy to see you're okay. What? Okay. <laughs> I thought you were a captive, Anya. I couldn't think of another thing to say to get you to bring me back. So you just wanted to meet up with your buddies and we were a free ride. I'm sorry. Icarus looks like it's a fucking storm inside of him right now, staring Sorry, at Pandora. So, you also have information that would be important to our blue friend here. I, I promise I didn't lie about what I knew. I just told you that I was a captive and... But you worked with them. You worked with Niklaus. Yeah. 
the old guy is sitting up, he's like, okay, okay, give the girl a break. She's only young. Anya, what are you doing here? She's like, Niklaus, um, attacked me and I think modified my my memories. I'm inclined to believe you. People better start talking right now. Please. I'm sorry, I, I have to ask who are you? I appreciate the help. I'm, I'm happy to share information with you. Just give me a minute. Icarus gonna turn and start healing the other woman. Also, that was me doing that. Out of character. Yeah. Modifying memories, is that something that Niklaus would have ever been able to do? Probably not. Not to your knowledge, but it has been a long time. It has been a long time. It's been like 15 years or something. It's just other little things yeah. for him to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that seems random to you. <laughs> it's taken some spellcasting levels. Yeah, and that's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. No, but you have also learned spellcasting at this time. So. Yeah, but like, I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> He's an asshole. Also, with Anya specifically saying that Niklaus modified her memory, would Pandora know if Remove Curse just got rid of that completely? Like, whether she's still hiding something? Or whether there was like, you need to remove Curse more times? <laughs> Um, I'd say that Pandora would know that it, it removes the effects of it, but it doesn't, it's not instantaneous. No. Um, it might take a while to get it Yeah, depending that. on how much memory has been modified. Mm -hmm. And considering she remembered nothing and Damn. couldn't even speak the language that she spoke. What? Oof. Oof. Um, so you imagine that the effects of the memory modification will probably wear off over time. Mm. Okay. You lean down over the half-orc woman and you cast Lesser Restoration again. And as with the others, the disease clears up and she starts to come back from to herself. She sits up and she's like, Well, that was something. Oh, what have I woken up to? It's just some questions. <clears throat> the first man that you healed is like, you're looking for a Klaus meal with that. I'm gonna take out like my pouch of water and just hand it to him to hand like to have some and hand to the other girl Thank as well. You. Just Yes. They introduce themselves as Gregor and Hillary. Mm -hmm. Takes a drink gratefully, passes it over to Hillary, and Anya sort of comes and stands with him, looking very, very sheepish. Pandora mm -hmm. looks furious. Oh no. As usual. She's heating up the room again. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever you want to know, you helped us out, so... I appreciate that. Niklaus Mueller, any information you have on him you can give me, I would be very, very much appreciated. Well, he was our captain on the Good Fortune. But he, uh... Separated from us shortly after the 
tax started on the ship. Tax? The creature we were transporting. Mm. What is it? I'm not entirely sure. So you just saw a big scary creature and thought make profit of that. Well, Niklaus did. Do you know anything about what it can do? What it looks like? It's about eight foot in stature. Huge thing. Blue skin. So was it red? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roughly roughly human looking, more like a giant toad standing up on its back legs. Flecks of grey across its skin, these huge claws, foot long. Why didn't Klaus leave you guys to it? He's um chasing a dream of his. Something he was arranging with a Another content of his. What dream is that? He's looking for something. Gets it very close to his chest. I take it he was a bit skimpy on the details. Didn't share it with anyone. Need to know only. The reason I asked Anya why she was here. She wasn't supposed to be. She was part of Niklaus's big plan. What, what, what do you mean? Have you heard of a place called Archinaos? Have we? Have we? Made a history check? Plus five. Twenty-five. Eleven. Twenty. Not natural. Um, sorry, eleven. Twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. You two, it would make more sense anyway, considering where you're from. Um, you know Archinaos by name and reputation. It's on the northwest of the continent, closer to Marlborough, a piece of land owned by Erin, which is a prison colony. The You would recognize this as the same place referenced in the letter to Leonida yeah. that his oldest son was being sent to. Okay. The prison colony? Yes. Why, why was he looking for that? Whatever he's looking for, the information on where to find it is in that colony. So, was that the plan to go there after coming here? No, you see, Anya was in Erin with a couple of the other members of our crew. They were going to ship them out to Archinaos. Intercept the ship on the way. I take it maybe something went wrong and that's why she got her memory messed with? Well, I, I told you that I overheard something. I can't remember it clearly, something about someone, a betrayal. So you knew too much? Betrayal. Yeah. I believe the plan was to mutiny on the prison ship and then sail it right into Archinaos. Has the ship already gone or? No. Do you know when it would be leaving? 
the good fortune was heading this way, and then before midsummer, it was the last colony ship heading out to Archeneos. Okay. And you guys do this, you take live cargo, transport creatures. Grodel loads his head and he's like, this was supposed to be the last time we did this. Do you have anything to do with Angelos Kondu? Not us personally. Natalus joined our ship about six months ago. Hmm. Well, I say joined by force. Took our crew, it happened. And just inserted himself as your captain. Was he alone or? Uh, a couple of other officers as such with him. We didn't have anything to do with that creature smuggling nonsense, but hmm. he said it was a good way to make a quick buck. What? Especially in the fallout of everything that's happening in Erin. <sighs> he secured a couple of pardon papers. And he said our crew was going to get pardoned and we could start afresh. Right. Of course, now they're out there in that wreck. How many? Three or four. And where is Nick Klaus right now? I can't tell you exactly where he is because he jumped ship, but I can tell you where he's going to be heading. Give you a rough heading for where they're hoping to take over the prison ship. Anything you can give us would be beneficial. Can I trust this guy? Like, do I trust the vibe of everything he's saying? Plus five. Yeah, I'm seven. (laughs) I'm like sick. Yeah, he's. He seems to be pretty honest anyway. He, having explained that Niklaus seems to have jumped ship and abandoned them here, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to have any loyalty mm-hmm. to the man. We want to try and get over to your ship and dispatch this creature before it can hurt anyone else. Sounds like a good plan, to be honest. Turn to Sydney and like, is there any way you guys can get us across there without having to pass the guards? I don't think so. Bloody Coast Guard always get in our way. Could you distract them? <laughs> Maybe. Although, I mean, tide's going to be pretty high by the time you get back into town. Mm. So it's not worth going now? And not in the dark. Yeah, what sort of, like, how long has the day been going on? What sort of time are we at now? Probably like like five in the afternoon, mm. um, but it is kind of still the spring months. Mm-hmm. There isn't that much light left. So maybe first light tomorrow? Maybe we can get there before the guards do. Exactly. Tide should be highest around three, four, lowest around six or seven in the morning. Okay. So when the guards tend to take over, otherwise you can't see the path. Is there always a guard there, or do they go in, go there in the day and then leave at night? They leave at night at this time of year. No one likes to be out in this town at night. 
on account of the wreaths. It sounds stupid, but it's not. It was just the way it was said to us, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the, what was his name? Archibald, Ar, the, the innkeeper. Abraham. Abraham. Archibald. <laughs> he, he's, he's a character. I feel like everyone in this town is a character. Yeah. Maybe we're all characters being controlled by somebody else. <laughs> yeah, they're an interesting bunch. Nicholas is like visibly deflated from his anger earlier. Like this information hasn't helped as much as he wanted and was expecting and he's just like, okay, more planning. Back home, the home sweet home at the inn then, I guess. At least we know that the food's good now. Yeah. We can just have a nice cooked meal and plant some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Anya, do you want to stay with your friends here or? I think she should. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you remember anything more, you know where we are and we'd really appreciate it. Mostly for your own safety so that Pandora doesn't turn you to a crisp. I'm so sorry that I lied. Pandora's not looking at her. I get it, okay? It was a scary place to be when you are a pirate in a... in a situation like that. Just... Yeah, stay here, stay safe. See you around. Thank you. It's okay. Maybe... Try and stay on the path that doesn't take you down piracy again. Mm. You see that Greta turns to her, it's just sort of like friendly, like fatherly hand on the shoulder. And it's like, don't worry, we'll get out to that wreck and we'll get those pardons when all of this is sorted. And we'll start over. Okay. Well, we'll see you when we have that for you. Rest up. You'll need a few days to probably get the rest of the toxins out of your body. Much appreciated. No problem. You'll leave them there. Yeah. Sydney's just like, I'm kind of confused as to what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney's valid. Yeah. Go back to the, the eel's meal. Mm. You head back out of the, the bruiser's mansion and Orion is like, Poof. Well, that was a lot of information all at once and not all of it helpful. No. Mm -hmm. I just want to go back to bed. Come on then, back to the, back to the inn. Yeah. Yeah. You can not back though. Calm evening. Uh, Mr. Bilge can make you a, a supper. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I'll sop. Which he says, he complains that the chef isn't around at this time of the evening, but oh, he's supposed to put something together for you. Don't forget the gold that's in your treasure chest. No, of course, that's why I'm gonna do it. It's only like five o'clock, isn't it? You weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, once again, the tavern is barren. There's no one in here. The tower is nearly empty by the time you get back. I'm going to pull out another gold and just put it on the countertop and just... Can I have uh, some some bottles of wine? 
for that, yeah. Great. <laughs> Brings out like four bottles of wine. Oh God. Of Superb. Four bottles of wine. <laughs> Icarus yeah. disappears to his room. Yeah. Arriving films are not something to talk, Icarus. Oh. Hello? Hey. Hey. I can tell that none of that sat well with you, so I thought I'd come check on you. Come on. It's roomy. <laughs> yeah, um, nice and nice and snug. <laughs> just sat on the bed with my back to the wall and my legs. Right, just sort of leaning on the dresser at the other side. <laughs> <laughs> the whole other end of the bed. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sit down. One. Sure. What do you think you're gonna find? I don't know anymore. It's I can tell that the stuff you were hearing seemed to be confusing you, so. I know that it's been years since I last saw Niklaus. Like, fuck, I. <clears throat> I thought he was dead. For half of my life, I thought he was dead. And... There is no... I refuse to believe, even in all that time, that he would become a pirate. It's just not... I don't like him. But I don't... For the, I, I would place bets that, that it, he wouldn't do something like that. Not without something pushing him to it. Hmm. I mean, it would be easy to say people change, but you just want an answer from him, don't you? I just want to know the truth. I just want to know... You know the vision that I got given by Cord back in Helena's place? showed me the shipwreck that I was on. That I'd been on with Niklaus. He was... He was the captain of that ship too. As it was going down. And I always thought that it was like my big escape, finally. Getting off the ship, everyone was... No one would remember me because there wouldn't be no one to remember me. Not on that ship, at least. He was reaching out to me in the vision and shouting my name as though he, and saying that he could protect me. And for things that he did when we were kids, that doesn't sit with what I know about him and the shit that he would used to do. And I just don't. I'm just feeling really conflicted about everything, I guess. That makes sense. I'm sorry, there are no easy answers. No. It's just odd seeing a memory that you know so vividly and then being shown it from like another angle. <laughs> Another person's perspective, you know, changes things quite drastically. 
Ryan's face gets really contemplative when you say that. I guess sometimes we know people really well. We think we know everything about them. And it kind of colors our view of them. So we can't see things we don't know anymore. You put a lot of expectation on people when you know them well. I guess the funny thing is I don't think I knew him well at all. Not really. No, but you had an idea of him. Yeah. And even now you're hearing stuff about him and saying it can't be right. That idea of him is so strong. I guess at this point I would rather be told I was wrong. Straight up. Than just to hear all these secondhand accounts. I just want someone to look me in the eyes and tell me, yeah, Niklaus Mueller, he definitely became a pirate and threw away all of his admiral training and beliefs. Then we'll keep going. And we'll find someone who can tell you that. But we'll find him. And then I'm gonna punch him in the face either way. <laughs> Asshole. Well, Tomorrow, after everything else is cleared up, we can go back to that group of people, get find out where that ship's gonna be, and we can be there. Got your back on this. Thanks. Because family's hard. Yeah. Especially when they don't feel like family. Like Chris pulls a face, like, mm. <laughs> telling me. Yeah. So we're gonna hold up a whole bottle of wine just in case it's yours. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've got like four of these to go through. <laughs> um. He will chat with you just into the evening. Mm-hmm. Mindlessly. Is anyone else doing anything before you rest? Yeah, I'm gonna knock on Pandora's door. Yeah. Um, can I come in? Sure. We'll open the door. She sat looking out the window. I'll I'll get straight to the point. I'm sorry for the way that I spoke to you the other day. Everything was just kind of getting on top of me. Like when you you think you know stuff about a person and you find out you don't, but it's it's no excuse to just go off at you like that and I can't begrudge you for withholding information but on a similar subject I should tell you that I'm going home soon um home Back to Vishima. Uh, Sato got back to the island and things are getting really bad over there. Uh huh. With all this fate stuff and everything that's going on, I can't expect to derail Icarus's plans or whatever 
you want to do next. But this is where this is where I have to go. When? Um Peshek's gonna sort out a book for me. Soon. I hope you find what you're looking for. I just wanna help everyone. It's it's my responsibility. It's my burden to bear, I guess. But for what it's worth. Thank you for being my friend, Pandora. I'm gonna miss you a lot. You're such a good person, Maze. One of the best people I know. I know that whatever you put your mind to, you'll you'll make it right. I could say the exact same about you. And I want you to know that I'm I'm never gonna forget that. So You're an incredibly capable person, Pandora. And you can take all the time in the world you need to remember that. Even though you're not sure I can come back from this. <laughs> That's just me being scared of losing a friend. That's just me letting my fear get the better of me and say things that I don't mean. We've got some time still. Yeah, we do. And again, I'm sorry. I want to make the most of this time before we go down different paths. Before we go down different paths. I love you, Dora. You're like family. Have a good night. I believe. out of the room again, close the door behind you. Pandora just sits with all of that for a bit. She sat in the window, uh, sort of on the bed, looking out the, win the open window at the shipwreck and dealing with what May said tonight and what May said previously. Damon leaving, Anya's just, <laughs> just yet another betrayal and again doesn't really know who she's speaking to or like or, or like anything just sort of putting thoughts out into the universe I guess
is the path I'm meant to go down. I will never be worthy of how good they are. And I don't deserve their friendship. Am I just inherently a bad person? My sister betrayed me. Anya lied. Is that just what the tiefling does? A crack of thunder rolls over the end that you're, you're in right now. It interrupts your thoughts. You look up again out the window. A heavy rain just comes out of nowhere. You see a flash of lightning striking in the marsh outside, illuminating the whole area for just a, just a second. It reminds you of watching the lightning hit that tree when the three of you were together, traveling to Ithia. Your first real excursion as a team. Feels safe. Okay. She knows what she has to do. Hey, are you going to bed? Are you gonna yeah, she's gonna go to bed. And she's gonna go to bed with the idea of waking up super early. Okay. It's not too late anyway. Mm -hmm. You all went out to your rooms pretty early on. It's like six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, Meanwhile in the drunken room, it was just like, that's my girl. <laughs> that's my girl in the sky. <laughs> right, like drunkenly leaning on you being like, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> hey. As far as Icarus knows, it was perfectly nice and then Cord came out of nowhere like, hey babe! Yeah, no, <laughs> that's my girl. <laughs> Drunkenly, the two of you leaning out the window and like, hey! Into the storm, <laughs> getting rained on. <laughs> Feel the rain on your skin. <laughs> okay, you will wind down at some point and you'll get your long rest. Hey Ryan, look what I can do. Call <laughs> 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 lightning, call lightning. Oh <laughs> the morning rolls around, first light touches the horizon. Pandora, are you waking up early? Yep. Pandora is awake. In okay. the earliest hours. Okay. And sneaks out. Make a stealth check at advantage for the fact that everybody's asleep. Please don't betray me. Dice 20. Dice 20. Okay. There's a, like a slight creak on a floorboard, not really loud enough to rouse anyone. The kind of sound that you heard someone walk past your bedroom when you were asleep, you'd sort of open your eyes and then just close them again. <laughs> not when you're this hungover. <laughs> <laughs> And you sneak down? Yeah. And out? Yeah. Looks out of the inn door, 
mm-hmm. towards the path that snakes off towards the marsh. Yeah. Is there anyone there? No one. No Coast Guard yet. Cool. It's probably around like half five in the morning. Yeah. So can she see the ship from here? Or You can see it on the other side of the water. Um, the tide isn't down completely yet, but you can see this path sort of under the surface of the water, like snaking out towards the marshes on the other side and this ship right out there about a mile away. Okay, so she'll take a walk down that path Mm -hmm. and sort of take a look at it going under the water and sort of make a judgment like how far it is between here and the ship and like how deep the water is and things like that. Um, Water's probably still a couple of feet deep. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, you've probably got about a mile of water between you and the marsh. Okay. Well, she's been at Oxford Otters, she's been learning a few new spells, one of which is shape water. Okay. She will cast shape water at the water in front of her to freeze it. Yeah, it. I believe it freezes like a five foot yeah. space. And it sort of crackles outwards from where you cast it to make like a five foot block of ice. Okay. Should I do another one? Right in front of it or? Uh, like a little bit ahead of it? Yeah. And in doing that, we'll sort of make a little path of ice. Like sort of hopping from one to the next. Yeah. Okay. Um, hopping from block of ice to block of ice make me a. Athletics check. Oh god, please. Oh no. Four. Four. Okay. You get a couple across, and then you find yourself like sliding on one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. She'll slow down and take it a bit more carefully. Mm-hmm. But still continue doing the same thing. Making mm-hmm. a little Elsa path. <laughs> you make a few more, maybe another athletic check. Just having your frozen moment. You hop to another one and you just slide right off it into the water. (laughs) You go down and it's only two feet deep. You just like you've slipped away from the path and you feel your feet just hit the boggy mud beneath the surface. Another like ice to get out and onto it. You make another cube of ice and you're going to pull yourself away from the water away from the floor of the the ocean and your feet are just stuck in the mud. She's gonna make another little platform 30 feet away and then Misty step onto it. Okay, make me an athletics check to land safely on it as you athletics. Misty step. I'm not using you. <laughs> 16. 16, okay. You Misty step out of the mud leaving one of your shoes behind in it. <laughs> and you land on the ice and manage to just steady yourself, standing upright. You're now about 60 feet out from where you started. Mm-hmm. Just gonna take it a lot more carefully this time, not jumping or anything. Just like, make a platform, step onto it, make a platform, step onto it. Say, so Icarus back in the tavern, you're starting to rouse because you wake up early, naturally. Me and Orion just in a bed together. Orion's <laughs> uh, oh, like, uh, back pain. Hand in your face. <laughs> and 
Maze, you are soundly sleeping, I suppose. Yeah. Maze usually wakes up like an hour after Icarus normally wakes yeah. up. Um, because who wakes up at 6am every day? <laughs> Me, bitch. Pandora, you yeah. are stepping carefully, block of ice, mm -hmm. to block of ice. As you do, you start to realise how quickly the tide is going out. As your next block of ice is a lot smaller, where the water is pulling away mm. from the path. Step it up a little bit, like carefully. Maybe another athletic check. Eight. Eight. Okay. You get a few more. Try to move a bit faster. Move a bit faster, and you're about just over a third of the way across the distance and your next block of ice, you step onto it and it cracks because there's not enough water left. And you feel it just dint inwards. Not quite in the mud yet. You're just standing on this broken piece of ice which is now slowly starting to sink mm -hmm. into the bog below you. So just keep trying to carry on? Okay. You hop to the next one, crack. Next one, crack. Make me another athletics check. Twelve. Twelve, okay. You bounce onto the next one and you hear from way back at the start of the path, which you've kind of like veered off as you've made your ice. You're sort of over the bog now. The Coast Guard shout, Hey! Hey, what are you doing? Ignoring them. Ignoring them. You would hear that um, from inside the inn. Get out of bed and like blink at the light and go over towards the window. You can go over to the window and you see these two ghost guards at the start of the path, which are still slightly submerged yet underwater, yelling out and then these blocks of ice sort of sinking down into the mud. What the fuck? And then ahead you can see Pandora, or well, you can see somebody an orange tiefling, that's not going to be <laughs> Ain't subtle. Pandora, maybe another athletics check. <laughs> 19! 19, okay. Feeling confident now. Feeling confident, you turn yourself towards where there's still more water mm. because the water is like sloping away from the path. Onto the water. And you make one to the side and you jump onto it and it, it floats. Nice. And then you slip. <laughs> And you find yourself, ne yourself kneeling on this block of ice as it wasn't touching the floor at all and it's now just bobbing <gasps> on the water. This is hubris. You still going? Mm hmm. I'm going to slap myself with lesser restoration. <laughs> no hangover. No hangover. No hangover. Slap Orion awake with lesser restoration. <laughs> yeah. And Pandora's outside. She's crossing the bog. We need to go. What the hell? Well, that woke me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the yeah. wall. Ah, what? Pandora's doing something stupid! Oh, shit. Pandora. Keep going! Let me know that. Why this check? No, baby. Why is it not a magic check? <laughs> it's not magic. Eight! Because you're, you're trying to balance on ice. <laughs> you jump onto the next one and it just goes from underneath you again and you find your leg just goes down into the silt like several inches mm. tries to pull herself out make a strength check 
Good. Plus zero. Crit! <laughs> Crit? Yeah. Okay. You managed to pull your leg out so your your foot is back on the silt. Straight away your other foot is sinking into it. You feel it starting to suck you downwards into this mud and you're just second by second disappearing further down into it, inch by inch. I guess if that starts happening she freezes. Okay, the coast guards are just like, one of them has started trying to edge out onto the path, which is still covered in water. And it's just like, hang on, we're, we're, we're gonna figure something out. How far out are we right now? You're about half a mile out across it. Where you are sinking in, you feel your ankles go down into the mud and it's suctioning around them, making it hard to move. You can just see in front of you, dotted around you, these makeshift grave markers from where other people have done just this and sunk down into the mud and died there. Just all those dreams that she used to have as a kid of being buried alive that she didn't really even consider properly before attempting this. Just, she just starts to hyperventilate. Back in the inn, was like pulling his clothes on. Yep. Wings out. <laughs> He's just gonna charge down. Yeah, clothes on, following yeah. as fast as. Yeet. You're running as fast as you can towards her. You reach the, the edge of like where the seawall is, where the path is. Uh-huh. Um, and there's just enough path now that you can start to run down it. Yeah. She's still half a mile away. <sighs> just gonna keep running. Pandora, mm. you're sinking at a rate of a foot every six seconds. Oh god! Uh, and uh, they start running down towards you. Yep. <gasps> You just see, as it gets past her ankles, it's like, squelch, pulls her down to her knees. And then again, pulls her down halfway down her thigh. Half a mile, okay, it takes, in six seconds, it takes 30, six seconds is 30 feet, oh my god. That's Pandora, are you doing anything? Starts to scream. Orion takes off. He's, he's not any faster overhead, but he's flying directly because she's off the path as well, about another 20 feet away from the path itself. She's flying towards you. As you sort of try and pull your body, you find more of yourself getting constricted into the mud. It touches your elbows and you find you can't lift your arm up anymore. Mm-hmm. You probably couldn't move your hands to cast something right now, even if you wanted to. <laughs> As the three of you move at speed towards Pandora as fast as you can, you see her body sinking to the shoulders and then the mud like suctioning around her neck. She's screaming for anyone, anything. And as it happens, Pandora, you hear a voice in your head. I can help you, Pandora. And that's where we're going. No! I was just Googling how many feet in a mile! <laughs> Lots. Oh. Cool. Oh, that's the 80s trauma that I thought would be a, more of an issue than it. Mm. It's an issue in D&D. It's an issue in D&D. Yep. Pandora, you crazy, crazy biatch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just... Splitting the party of your own accord. 
She read the sign as she read the sign. She's allowed to. Dang. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. We're gonna make literally have a tension headache from that. Well, thank you for DMing. Thank you guys so much for playing. Thank you for DMing. We'll see you next Wednesday. But until then, we are next rising, and we love you. Bye. Bye. Hillary the Hulk. Miss Clinton. <laughs> I was thinking Miss Duff. It's <laughs> the best of both. Is that Hillary Duff? No, that's, that's, that's Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Well met, travelers. It's Icarus. Thank you once again for joining us in our adventures. Don't forget, you can support us over at patreon.com slash sixrising, or check out our Teespring store for merchandise of both shows. And special thank yous, as always, to our executive producers, Benedict Allen, Megan Charles, Adira A, Emily Hogarth, Jameson M, Lissa, Caitlin Ferguson, Alexander Johnson, Liam Moran, and Mason Scott. Until next time, keep your head above water, and we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>